Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Howdy, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. I don't know why I said howdy, but howdy. I hope that today is amazing, and I'm really looking forward to the topic today. It is on self-confidence. Yes, we're going to be more self-confident at least today, right? I want to talk a little bit about it and if it's possible to develop more self-confidence. So is self-confidence a trait? Is it a characteristic? Or is it more like a skill? Well, I truly believe that it is not like a trait, something you just innately inherit. I believe that it is developed, that it's more like a skill. Because at first when I was thinking about this, I thought that it, a self-confident person is an extrovert, someone who's great in social situations. But I also know introverts who have very high self-confidence. So that doesn't make sense that it would be innate. So it is a skill. It's something that we can develop. A lot of what I'm going to say today was taken from a seminar from Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins is awesome. If you haven't heard about her, go YouTube her or something. Look her up. She became a little bit more famous after her TED Talk about her 54321 habit that she does uh, that helps you take action. I really like her because she's practical, she's totally relatable, and yeah, so check her out. But she says, confidence is just the decision to try. That's all it is. So the more we try, the more we decide to do something, the more we're going to develop self-confidence. It's that simple. It really is. Let's not make it complicated today. So to develop any skill or achieve any goal, you have to break things down into pieces and then start building. You don't want to say, okay, let's develop some self-confidence. Okay, go in general. No, instead you ask, what area do I want more self-confidence? In what area do I want more self-confidence? So some examples, my body, public speaking, general social situations, dating, being a good mom. Where can I develop more self-confidence? You know, a lot of times we think of it as a blanket character trait that you're either self-confident or not. No, I can tell you I am not self-confident in sewing or crafty type things. Okay? But I can tell you I'm very self-confident in public speaking and in playing the piano or things that I'm good at, right? So we need to start developing the things we're not good at and that will make our self-confidence grow in that area. Back to Mel Robbins. She has five habits of building self-confidence. And this was in more of a business type forum. And so, but we can look at it for everything, anything, any little thing. So I want you to think about the area right now. Think about the area that you want to build self-confidence in. All right. And then we're going to go to her five habits of building self-confidence. And I really see them as just five habits of 
reaching a goal. That's all it is. And isn't it funny that that really is what builds self-confidence? Okay, so her first one. These are simple. These are simple. You're going to like them because you can do them. Number one, keep phone out of your room. Okay, so she's talking about at night. Don't go to sleep with your phone. Okay, she says your dreams are not on your phone. It's other people's garbage. It's other people's lives. It's reading about this, reading about that. We cannot focus on our goals and dreams when we have that distraction by us all the time. I would go further and say, try to get off the phone as much as possible. I, I really, lately, I just think of the phone that like, maybe in 20 years, they're going to tell us it's like cigarettes. And we're going to give up these little phones. I do not like phones because they're so addictive. And they do take you away. And she gave some studies. Um, she says that how many times we touch our phone has been measured. Um, there was like a group of thousands of people that the study was done 2,600 times that we touch our phone a day. And she also stated the average person with a job spends six hours a day on email. And people even, and I forgot the percentage, but it was like 25%, wake up in the middle of the night and check email. Oh my gosh, that's sad, right? So put it in your bathroom, set the alarm, put it in the bathroom, tell your family they can call you, you know? So put it on the airplane mode or whatever the heck mode and get it away from you and set the alarm. That way you'd have to wake up and and go get it and not press snooze, right? And that leads me to my, well, not mine. This is Mel Robbins. Her second habit of building self-confidence. No snooze, okay? No snooze. Don't ever hit snooze. You decide when you're going to wake up, go with it. Don't hit snooze. She said you're engaging in a behavior when you hit snooze that impacts your productivity for up to four hours. She talked about when you are in, she talked about sleep cycles, that the human adult goes through different sleep cycles that usually last about 90 minutes each. And when you wake up and you don't get up, but you go into the snooze state, it's called inertia sleep. Your body is in this really weird state of sleep because it's not a deep sleep. You don't get to go through the full sleep cycle. And so you're waking up after 10 minutes and it's like you slept for 10 minutes. So it kind of discounts all the sleep that you had before. And uh, I know what she's talking about. This morning, my husband had to leave early. I heard him leave like at 6 a.m. So I, I was woken up. I should have just gotten up, you know, but I went back to sleep then my daughter came into, my four-year-old came into my room like at 6.15 and she wanted to sleep with me. I let her. <laughs> so, you know, I kept getting up and going back and I was just in this weird state and you can be in that weird state, you know, if you keep snoozing and not really getting up for four hours. So it really, it, it puts your brain into this foggy four-hour type thing where you don't want to do anything. Okay, whereas no snooze, just get up, can really help you achieve your goals. Her number three habit of building self-confidence, she calls 30 before 7.30. 30 
Okay, so you still don't have your phone. You get up. So for her example, it's 30 minutes before 7.30. So she'd get up at 7 or whatever. She had like a, a coffee. She had like a little drink. And she had her notes out. She was meditating. Uh, she was writing out what she's going to do that day. She's just planning. Now, this is similar to Tony Robbins. If you've ever followed Tony Robbins, he calls it the hour of power. And he goes more into like having this hour for meditation and vis visualization where you're visualizing what your big goals are and then you, you break it down and you move to the smaller and smaller. You do incantations. You can do this when you're exercising. You go through what you're thankful for. I mean, his is, his is big. It doesn't have to be an hour, but it be, can be 10 minutes. So this is the time that you say you never have. This is the time. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to read my scriptures or any of those extra things that we want to do to help us actually achieve and to feel great. It's really important to get your day going with the control that you want. So you can see how that can help accomplish your goals. Number four, she calls this the one small move forward. So when she's sitting at her 30 before 7.30, she has an outline that says, today the project I'm working on is dot, dot, dot. And that's where you fill in. Okay, what are you working on? So she has this whole form and we could make our own little form if we wanted to. Then the second question is really important. It says, why does this matter? Write down. Why do you want to build self-confidence here? Why are you putting this as a goal? Okay. Then she says, you do one small action to move forward in it. Okay. What is that one small action you're going to do today that will help you move forward? Just the tiniest step. What can you do today to move forward? It's the progress principle, right? Progress is what actually equals happiness. There's been numerous studies on this. Progress decreases self-doubt. The self-doubt that we always put into our heads that make us want to quit something. Okay, but if you have a little bit of a movement forward, a little progress here, a little progress there, that self-doubt gets moved out. And that is what crushes self-confidence, right? So crushing the self-doubt can increase your motivation to keep going. So I really like step number four, one small move forward. I like writing it down. What are you going to do today to move one small step forward? And then number five, she says, is plan the quitting time. So this is, you know, in business or, or even in whatever you're trying to do, you're going to plan the quitting time. Okay, I'm going to go... I'm going to work on my body, so I'm going to quit that <laughs> at, after my class at 9.30, and then I'm not going to worry about it until the next day. Or for a business project of some sort, I am going to quit that and what I'm focusing on at 5 p.m. so that there's like a sense of urgency that you have to kind of complete what you have to complete in that amount of time. So I understand why she sees that as a significant step, because you're only going to get done what you're going to get done. And if you actually put an end time to it, 
it makes you want to get it done. Does that make sense? So it gives you that urgency. And then she completely focuses on her family. So giving an ending time, you can say, okay, goodbye work or goodbye goal. (laughs) You know, for the rest of the day, I am focusing on the family or I am focusing on my relationship now or I'm focusing on being in the present moment. Okay, so those five things again, let me let me go through them. One, keep phone out of your room. Number two, no snooze. Number three, 30 before 7.30. So get up and start planning. Meditate, do something. Number four, one small move forward. Progress. And number five, plan the quitting time. Okay, so I love them. They're very simple. They're very action-oriented. I love Mel Robbins because she is all about action-oriented. Not just the thought work, all right, but actions. Speaking of the thought work, let's talk just a little bit about our thoughts while we're trying to do something new. While we're trying to build this little thing called self-confidence, what are you saying to yourself? What's your inner voice? Okay, what do you tell yourself? Let's say you're starting something new to build that self-confidence. You're picking your body. You're going to the gym for the first time. Now, the reason I say that is it's easy to give examples because that's measurable, actionable, and you can see results. So that's easy. That's why I use that example. But what are you saying to yourself? Are you criticizing yourself? Are you saying, I don't want to get into those yoga pants. I look terrible. I don't want to go to that class. I don't know anybody. Okay, let's think just a little bit and be cognitive because the first step is awareness with what our inner voice is saying to you. I want to tell you the story. Okay, and I actually love this story. This happened on Monday, Veterans Day. Thank you, veterans. Um... We were out of school, so we went to the park as a family. I was riding rollerblades, and we had rollerblades for my six-year-old, who, let's just say, he can't even walk in the rollerblades, okay? It, it is very difficult to go 10 feet in the rollerblades with Tommy. So I went ahead with my other two younger ones on scooters or whatever, and my husband stood back with Tom, and I heard what my husband was telling him. I heard it along the way. They took like half an hour to go 200 yards, and my husband was, I thought about if I had my husband's inner voice, because the things he was telling Tommy were so great. He was saying, look at you. Look how far you've gone. Look how great you've done. You are really getting this. Look, you're improving. You're improving every step of the way, bud. You're amazing at this. You're going to do so much better next time, too. Like, the things he was saying made me want to cry because I wanted, I was thinking, holy cow, Tom, you are, you're not getting better at this. This is terrible. Now, would I say that to him? No. But my inner voice is not what my husband's is. So here's another story. Now, it's not that bad. I'm just giving you the worst examples of me. 
But a few years ago, I went back to school. I had never completed my bachelor's degree, and it really bothered me. So I decided uh, to go back to school. I found an awesome online program through Northern Arizona University. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist with schooling, with <laughs> homework, with tests, with whatever. I get good grades, okay? I was valedictorian of my high school. I had my two-year degree. I had two other years of college, all A's, all this good stuff. And how the program works is at, is at your own pace. If you pass with like an 86, then you get to go forward to the next chapter or the next section or whatever. Well, I did not pass my first test. And guess what my inner voice was telling me? It was like, oh, Emily, I don't even know if this is for you. Do you really think this program is for you? I don't think you should do it. I don't know. Is the four-year degree really that important to you? Like, can you believe that inner voice? I'm ashamed to say that that's what it was saying. But perfectionism will freeze you. Okay? It will freeze you. Perfectionism will tear down self-confidence. So get that out of there. At least recognize it. But luckily, I listened to my small little inner voice that was telling me, you can do this. No, you just have to try. You got to get used to the system. The system was different. I just was not used to never passing. Now, granted, it wasn't like passing. I think I got like an 84. I just was like a couple of percentage points off. But it just taught me, wow, Emily, you've got to learn to develop a uh, better inner voice. So here's the deal. We've got to start implanting, okay? Consciously, we have to start implanting those inner thoughts that will move us, that will build us, that will inspire us, that will keep us going in order to build the self-confidence that we want, okay? Because it is in trying new things. It is in developing the things that we're weak at. It's turning those weaknesses into strengths. You know, we've heard that phrase before, but that's where the true self-confidence and the faith starts building within us. Okay, so what what can we do? Okay, so you have to start implanting the thoughts consciously. Now, they need to be true. We have to believe them. So you go to the gym for the first time, you tell yourself, okay, I'm here. I should get a little award. Yay, me. Look at me. I'm doing this. Okay, I'm in the class now. Okay, I am going to get stronger. I'm going to keep getting stronger. I'm going to meet this friend. I'm good at meeting friends. I'm good at lifting weights. I'm good at this. You have to, I keep saying it, but consciously implant thoughts that are true, but that are positive about you. You know, it's interesting. We are so nice and uplifting to other people. If someone came to me uh, and said, hey, I'm going back to school. I just tried this first test thing. I didn't pass. I want to quit. What would I tell them? Oh my gosh. I love talking to people and trying to trying my best to inspire them because I see the good. And I want to build and I want to bring out their qualities. So I'd say, oh, you got this. Are you kidding me? Don't you quit. 
You get back in there. You try harder than you did before. Now, do we tell ourselves this? Not a lot. We're so much nicer to other people than our own self. So let's change it. Let's go back to these five steps, but along the way, implant the thoughts. Are you going to do it? Are you going to start? Where are you going to start? Which area of your life needs more self-confidence? What goal are you going to do? It can be exciting, right? But we've got to be that inner voice that we all wish we had, right? Of my husband. We've got to have that inner voice. We've got to consciously do it. So I like to tell people to consciously put those incantations at a specific time. Now, some people do this at night before they go to bed. Some people do this, their hour of power. You know, when they wake up, they tell themselves, I want you to do it during your specific time of whatever whatever you're developing. So if you want to build self-confidence in a social situation and you know you're going to a party, you will tell yourself, okay, I'm going to talk to three people. Okay, that's new for me. Or whatever, four people. I'm going to ask them these questions about themselves. And then I'm going to tell myself while I'm doing it that I'm doing a great job here. Look at me. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. It's so fun. And progress, right? One small move forward. That helps so much. So just yesterday, I have to tell you this other story, and then I'll be done. But I got out of the car to grab my kid's shoes because, of course, he didn't have shoes on. That's the story of my life. I can't ever keep shoes on my kids. But he wanted to ring the doorbell. Uh, We were going to deliver food. I'm in a dinner co-op. It was not some saintly service, sorry to tell you. But um, he wanted to ring the doorbell. So I went inside to get his socks and shoes. And guess what inner voice came to me unconsciously? Okay, I couldn't believe it. But unconsciously, a voice came to me, my own voice. And it said, you're a good mom. And I just froze. And I was like, holy cow. What? Wait, wait, wait. Come again? I never say that. We all should. We should say that way more. I never do. Not about the mom thing. I don't. I'll tell you that right now. But I must have been practicing something. Something good stuck, right? So it was so cool. It really was, you guys. I was like, you know what? I am because I try. I try really hard. I fail a lot. Um, But as you keep trying, okay, confidence is just the decision to try. But as you do, that's where self-confidence will start coming in. It's such an exciting thing. So what are you going to do? You're going to pick an area where you want to develop your self-confidence. You're going to change your inner voice. You're going to consciously implant those positive, wonderful incantations. You're going to do the five things that Mel Robbins suggests, and then you're going to just sit back and see that self-confidence start to grow. Yay! Okay, well, that's all I have for today. I hope it is an amazing day. Like always, make it a great one. Bye, folks. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at coachemilysanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. 
And as always, make it a great day.